Hello and welcome to another episode of Listen Up. I am Mr. I. Today's episode is another listener request, so thank you for using that request form. And after I finish this episode, I will have no more requests. If you are listening to this episode when it is new, now is a great time for you to send in your requests or questions or ideas for episodes. You can find the request form on the podcast homepage. Uh, go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash L-U-W-M-I. On the homepage, you will find the request form, links to all the episodes, listening guides, links to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, you'll also find the Twitter for the podcast over there. The Twitter account for this podcast is at ListenUpWithMrI. You can send requests and questions to the Twitter account as well. I love requests, so please go ahead and make those requests now. Get your questions answered very quickly. So today's request is for me to talk about the strong and weak points of Japanese and foreign products. Now, I've only ever lived in the U.S. and Japan, so I'll really only be able to talk much about the products from the U.S. when you talk about foreign products. So that will have to be good enough. And I guess I should also say that I haven't I've I've lived in Japan for more than 16 years. So I probably don't remember U.S. products as well as I think I might. So with all that being said. The one thing that seems to be mostly true is that the average Japanese product is higher quality than something similar in the U.S. Now, of course, this is only talking about the average, so average heiking in Japanese. So, for example, go to Eon here in Japan or Target in the U.S. Target's kind of the same level of, sh of shopping. And if you go to those places and have a look at what is being sold, the Japanese products will probably be a little bit higher quality. Now, I don't think the difference is huge. I mean, certainly some of the products that the U.S., uh, that you can buy in the U.S., they can be very high quality, even if they aren't super expensive. Uh, I mean, for example, the shirt that I'm wearing right now, this is one that I bought in the U.S. before I moved to Japan, which that means it's over 16 years old. I bought it on sale. I think it was maybe $3, maybe. Maybe it was $5, but it was definitely less than 500 yen. And I have been wearing it ever since. And it's in okay condition. It's not falling apart. I mean, the zipper is a little bit, but that's not bad, actually. I can still use the zipper. So there are plenty of quality products in the U.S. that, you know, they're okay. They're, they're, they're fine. I mean, of course, my shirt is not made in the U.S. It was made in Taiwan. I mean, at this point, almost no clothes are made in the U.S. I mean, not a lot of clothes are made in Japan either. Uh, but yeah, usually... Japanese products, they are 
slightly higher quality than the same kind of thing in the U.S. But they usually cost a little bit more. Japan is an expensive country. I mean, sure, salaries are fairly high in Japan, but things just cost more here. And I know I talked about it in the episode about fruit. You can go check that out. But for example, you know, Japanese produced goods are especially expensive. And when you see how they're made, it makes sense. People take a lot of care in creating the products. So it makes sense that the people making them, they deserve to be paid very well because they're doing a lot of work. So yeah, Japanese products, usually pretty high quality. Now, one thing that I hate about Japanese products, though, is the packaging. I know I've mentioned this before, but I will say this again. Japan uses too much plastic. If you have been paying attention to the news recently, you probably know that plastics are a big problem. I'm not talking about plastic products like a plastic phone case. That's not the main problem. It's the packaging that comes with all of it. It's the packaging that phone case is in, the bag, the box that are probably plastic. Japan uses too much single-use plastic. So in Japanese, it'd be sky-stay plastic. You know, there's so much extra wrapping and boxes. I mean, yes, things in the U.S., they come in plastic wrappers and bags, but not the same way as in Japan. Not everything needs to be wrapped in three layers of plastic. I know I am exaggerating a little bit. I mean, exaggerating, um, ogesa. I'm exaggerating a little there aren't three layers of plastic on everything in Japan, but there are a lot of extra layers of plastic bags and plastic boxes on so many things here in Japan. And I think that it's part—it's in part due to some differences in culture. So in Japanese culture, as, as it seems to me, it's very important for people that things are clean and new. Not for everyone, but for a lot of people. That's, what I, that's, that's how it seems to me. And it's definitely more so than in the U.S. A good example of this is at second-hand shops. Um, recycle shop, you would say in Japanese. So in most second-hand shops in Japan, so, you know, hard-off, second street, whatever, the clothes, and everything really, are checked very, very carefully. And everything that is sold is really clean. And it's also really expensive. If you go to a second-hand shop in the U.S., uh, Goodwill is a very common one, things are much, much cheaper. But you have to be more careful as a shopper. You have to check for yourself to see are there holes in the clothes? Are they dirty? Are the toys broken? So it's a trade-off, right? You, It's cheaper, but you have to be more careful when you're shopping. Now, personally, I like the way the U.S. does things 
at secondhand stores better. It makes it a lot easier for people who are having a difficult time with money to get things that they need, or maybe, you know, buy a new toy for their child. Sure, it's not a brand new toy, but most kids don't really care that much about that. Newer is not always better. I mean, another area where I think this cultural difference is easy to see is in houses. In Japan, there aren't a lot of old houses. I mean, sure, in a few areas that have a lot of history, maybe there are some old houses, parts of Kyoto, even a place like Hakodate. But in a regular neighborhood, you know, like where I live now, a house that is 30 years old is an old house. But, you know, for someone from the U.S. like me, 30 years old for a house, that's still kind of new. You know, so for example, my mother. My, lo- my mother lives in a very nice house in the U.S. It's probably, you know, honestly, I'm actually not sure how old it is. She bought it when I was in university. So 20, a little, about 20 years ago, I guess. You know, but I think the house is probably 50, maybe 60 years old. But where she lives, that is normal. Most of the houses in her neighborhood were built around that time. In the U.S., people don't tear down houses. So tear down, uh, people don't tear down houses unless there's a real problem. I mean, here in Japan, it's very normal for people to tear down a house and build a new one. Even if the house had no major problems, it was just old. I mean, it happened across the street from my apartment last year. There was a house, it was probably, I don't know, 30, 40 years old, maybe 50. Not Definitely not older than that. 50 at the oldest, but probably more like 30 or 40 years old. And now... There's a brand new house. This, the same family. It wasn't a new family. They just, the same family tore down the old house and built a new one. And something, that's just something I don't understand. If the house is still okay, why tear it down just to build a new house? I mean, maybe do some renovation. So renovation, fix, change things inside the house. You know, maybe put a new kitchen in, new bathroom. But a brand new house? It doesn't make sense to me. It seems like a huge waste. You know, I guess I'm, I'm getting a little off topic now. I mean, I guess the main point I want to make about the good points of Japanese products versus the good points of products in the U.S. is this. Japanese products are usually, not always, but usually higher quality than the same kinds of products in the U.S. But products in the U.S. are usually cheaper, and there's often more choice, more variety. I mean, I think both ways of thinking have their positives. You know, higher quality products will last a longer time. Cheaper products, more variety, means more people have a wider access to, to all these different things. But the two cultures, of course, both have their downsides. You know, the Japanese desire for new, clean products means more plastic waste and more waste in general. People throw away things that are still good enough for someone else to use for a long time. 
right? The American way of thinking leads to product. It has problems because that means products need to be fixed or replaced sooner, which of course also leads to waste. So I guess my ideal culture would be one that demands a high quality product, but does not demand that they need to be new, right? There's a lot of good used things out there. You know, for example, two of my bicycles, I, I, have, I have five bicycles, but two of my bicycles I bought used. They were not new, but they were both really nice bicycles and are very high quality. And I can use them for many years to come. So yeah, I guess that's what I think about Japanese and US products. And that is where I'm going to leave it. Please remember that you can make requests or suggestions for episodes on the podcast website. Or you can always email me, send me requests on Twitter at ListenUpWithMrI. You, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. It's you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify, those are the big ones. Um, Stitcher, CastBox, Google Podcasts, those all work as well. And that is all for today. I will see you next time.